ever had a moment where you thought things were just too good to be true? Well, that's exactly what happened to mathematician Miriam Musicon in 2014, when she was awarded one of Math World's most prestigious awards. Her notification came by email, and instead of celebrating, Miriam dismissed it as a mistake. But it was no mistake. She was now a young pioneer in the international world of mathematics. Welcome to the Girls Talk Math podcast where the next generation of bright minds meet the trailblazing mathematicians who came before. I'm Logan. I'm Michelle. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kara. Today we're going to meet one of math's most mind-blowing academics. The research of Miriam Musicani can be hard to comprehend at times, but it's undeniably groundbreaking in the world of advanced math. Not only has she won a Fields Medal, which is only the most legendary award in mathematics, She's also a two-time International Math Olympiad gold medalist and the first Iranian to receive a perfect score in the Olympiad. In other words, she's the bomb. But how did she get to this point? Every hero has an origin story. Here's Michelle to tell us exactly who Miriam Mirzakhani is. Picture a petite, 40-year-old Iranian woman with short hair and steady gray blue eyes. She has an aura of self-confidence and is subtly humble. She has a determination, tenacity, and infectious optimism in everything she does. She gives the impression of a 17-year-old girl who is absolutely excited by all the math that happens around her. She is Miriam Mirzakhani. As you already know, Miriam has advanced many fields of math with her research. Surprising as it may be, though, Miriam wasn't actually very involved with math when she was little and preferred instead the world of fiction and adventure of the books she read and wanted to write. Not that she changed much by pursuing math research instead of a writing career. When talking about her research, she said, There are different characters, and you are getting to know them better. Things evolve, and you look back at a character, and it's completely different from your first impression. It was in middle school when Miriam finally became fully interested in math. After an incredibly discouraging year where her math teacher didn't think she was particularly talented, a new math teacher came along and revived the old spark of wonder from Miriam's childhood. The memory was an old one. Her brother was telling her about the different things he had learned that day, one of which was how to add all the numbers from one to a hundred in a matter of seconds. While Miriam didn't understand how it worked, she was still entranced by what she called a beautiful answer. Miriam's older brother was the person who got her interested in science and math in the first place. He used to tell her what he learned in school. Her older brother read the popular science journal, How Gus solved this problem. The solutions were quite fascinating to Miriam. That was the first time she enjoyed a beautiful solution, as she calls it. Without her older brother, would the world have the same Miriam? Would we even know who she was today? I don't know, Tara. The year Miriam's interest was piqued again, she began trying to solve complex problems like ones for the Mass Olympiad, and when she realized that she could do this, there was no stopping her. Miriam and her best friend, Roya Beshti, became the first women on the Iranian team for the International Math Olympiad, where Miriam won gold the two times she competed and became the first Iranian to get a perfect score. By the way, Roya Beshti is now a renowned math professor at Washington University in St. Louis. Contrary to what people might believe, women actually can go to universities and get the same opportunities as their male counterparts. After Miriam graduated the Sharif University of Technology in, in Iran, she decided to go do graduate work at Harvard, where she later got her PhD in 2004. After becoming famous because of her doctoral thesis, 
being the first woman to win the prestigious Field Medal, and generally doing very important research, Miriam has finally settled down. She is now married and has a child, and is currently teaching in Stanford University and researching Taikinula and ergodic theory. Thanks, Michelle. Since Mirzakani grew up in the Middle East, a lot of interesting social factors played a part in her journey, especially when it came to gender. Kayla, can you give us a quick overview of the major obstacles Miriam faced as a young woman growing up in Iran? Sure. Miriam had just finished elementary school when the Iran-Iraq war ended. She wasn't always good at math either. Her teacher wasn't very encouraging or supportive in middle school, and that could have been why her math grades went the best. She had wanted to be a writer, but as she was finishing high school, she realized she wanted to pursue a career in math. When she was awarded with the Fields Medal in 2014, the publicity she received also came with backlash. Her picture was censored in the newspaper because she was not wearing a hijab, which is the traditional head covering that is worn in public by a Muslim woman. She was still mentioned for her accomplishments in many different newspapers, though her picture was censored or photoshopped. The brave Iranian president, Hassan Rouhani, stood up for Maryam on Twitter, posting her picture with and without a hijab, and congratulating her on her accomplishments of receiving the Field Medal. President Rouhani even risked backlash by hardliners and media by posting the picture with Maryam without a hijab. It was very uncommon and definitely not traditional to support such a controversy. Based on what she's been through, Miriam has advice for those both interested and uninterested in mathematics. She says, I don't think that everyone should become a mathematician, but I do believe that many students don't give mathematics a real chance. I did poorly in math for a couple of years in real school. I was just not interested in thinking about it. I can see that without being excited, mathematics can look pointless and cold. The beauty of mathematics only shows itself to more patient followers. But bringing up the president, I'm really glad he acknowledged her, even without the hijab, because that's bringing something new to Iran. He's telling people it's okay to be a little bit different, acknowledge things new, you don't have to have a hijab to fit in there. I liked what he did. I liked how he came out about that. Yes, very progressive. I also thought it was pretty good how she came into school after the Iran and Iraq war because she talked about how it would be so much different if her education started while in the war. So I think she had such a difference coming in after it. I don't know if it would be the same today without that type of luck. Yeah, but we've also seen other examples of like how girls in the Middle East have had their education hindered due to all of the conflict over there. So she was really lucky. If I were in the situation without the hijab thing, I would be upset because that's not really the reason why I would be mentioned. It would be because of what I accomplished. Now you've, that you've heard all about Professor Mirzakhani and her amazing feats, I'm sure you're wondering what exactly she researches math comes. Kara, can you help us out and explain the basics of Mirzakhani's math focus? Sure. Mirzakhani won field medals for her work in geometry of Magi spaces and Riemann surfaces, and she's also done some work on hyperbolic surfaces. What's a Riemann surface? Basically, it's any smooth two-dimensional surface, a plane, like in geometry, a sphere, or even a donut. They're all Riemann surfaces. 
specialized spaces and to step in between. As for hyperbolic surfaces, well, imagine living in a universe shaped like a dome. Every point looks like a dot in our world. It's a curved shape on a hyperbolic surface. This may be hard to imagine and maybe even a little mind-bending, but it's super cool. Recently, hyperbolic geometry has been used to define areas of special relativity, like space-time. Hyperbolic surfaces can also be found in the real world. Things like kale and jellyfish have a characteristic called bottle-shaped surface. Let's turn to donuts, which means you're not going to need to leave searching advanced mathematics topics while enjoying a sweet treat. Yum. Good to know, Tara. As you can see, Marion Ruby Connie is an amazing woman and a great role model. Guys, what part of her story did you find most inspiring? What I found inspiring was when she had a teacher that weren't encouraging or supportive. She still kept trying and she still kept going in math. Going off of Taylor's point, I find it really interesting that she wasn't always interested in math. I mean, she started out wanting to be a writer. And it's, it's encouraging because she wasn't one of those child geniuses who was like a completely unattainable concept where, you know, they went into high school at age six, they graduated super early. She's normal like us. She went down the same route, spent the same amount of hours in school. She just worked hard, and that's why she's such a good role model. Also, I find it really interesting that she's already dealing with a family life as well. And I mean, it's not just math, 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 and focusing, trying to beat all the boys, and you know, be super empowered. I mean, she has a daughter and a husband, and like, she has a life. Yeah, outside of math. <laughs> Unlike stereotypes, she found time. It's not even like she found time. She has a life. It people misuse the stereotype of how math geniuses or mathematicians they're consumed by math. They're not having lives, going on dates, having marriages, having kids, all this stuff. They have math, math, math. Yeah. And I mean she's look at what she's done. She's still won the field medal, which is reserved for people like mathematicians under forty. She's done all of this before she was 40, and she still has a family. She, she still has extracurricular activities that she does. Something cool that I found was that she doesn't want to be the woman who was the first woman to win the field medal. Like, she doesn't want to be the face of all like the females after her to win the field medal. She wants to leave room for them to come in. She doesn't want to be the overpowering person that takes the light from them. Mm -hmm. I think her legacy is the fact that she's leaving room for other people to have a legacy. Thanks for listening, everyone. We really hope you enjoyed our podcast and that you learned a little more about math, the amazing people who study it, and what influence women have on math, especially Miriam Mirzakani. Miriam is just one example of successful women in the math field that went beyond what any man did and giving women a hero and role model in the math field. We'd also like to give a huge shout out to Francesca and Katrin, the directors of the Girls Talk Math Camp, and Sarah, our group advisor. Thanks for helping us out and giving us so many opportunities to learn and discover more about math. Also, thanks to Mary and Mirzakani for being such an incredible person. We couldn't have done this without you. 
And thanks to all our fellow math minds who made this camp awesome. Signing off, Logan, Michelle, Kayla, and Tara. smart every equation you do is a form of art it's time to get together fly a rocket build a house and control the weather with math 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 yes who here likes math who's not a man you could be a female mathematician